drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Welcome to episode six of the Antipodean Arts Podcast, etc., etc., etc. I just scratched the wall. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's that time of night. It's these talons. Wow, yeah, Brody Ann has some witchy as fuck Lilith talons going on over there in the corner. Don't even know where they're going. How are you? I'm good. Yes. This is number six. This is number six. How exciting. We had very exciting guests last week. Mm -hmm. Well, I I can't keep track. I hope you liked it. Last fortnight. Last fortnight, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And this is coming out at the very end of July, which means that we want to talk a bit about Imolk, which is one of the four great Celtic fire festivals. And we in the Antipodes celebrate that at the beginning of August when you folk up north celebrate Lunasa or Lamas. Mm, Just to confuse you all. Yeah. So... It'll stay cool here for a while yet, mm-hmm. and as it as it should around Imolk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you like to do at this time of the year? Well, I know. Well, it depends because for the past th- three, well, I guess I've been here for six months now. But um, before that, I, I was living. I was based in Nam or Wurundjeri Country or Melbourne, and it is a cold place. And um, when it's cold, it's cold. And what happens, like? smack bang in the first week of August is the wattle blooms. Oh, really? And it's one of the signs. This golden wattle, it's an acacia, just blooms everywhere. And it's a, a psycho active. Did you know that? Well, acacia, acacia, acacia and wattle is. is. Oh. I think some wattles are, yeah. Oh, just looking this up. I could be I making it up. Know. I'll smoke it all. Oh, I don't know. I've heard that acacia, that various kinds of various acacia kinds is. Of acacia. I didn't know that wattle was some I thought wattle psychoactive was... slash entheogenic. It definitely sets me off because I'm allergic to it. Did you know that Imolk is my favorite? Is my favorite festival? Really? Yes, like people like that and Lunasa. Um, I do love Lunasa. Be- ah, it just is. Like yeah. I love that. That like when you draw like a line through the wheel of the year, yeah. Like I like that hinge, that axis. Yeah. There's something. There's something about like the promise of spring, the promise of life. Yeah. And there's something about the promise of the darkness. Mm. Like it's it's like the equinoxes are really like a bit frenetic for me because it's like whoa, it's all there. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something easing in. You like the anticipation. I do. There's something really fucking profound. And I also have a really, really, really intimate relationship with St. Bridget mm. or Bridget. And um, so I'm really into her festival because yeah. it's her festival. It is. Yeah. What about you? What what are, what are, what are Imolk things or Candlemas things? It's a, it's a similar one for me yeah. because of my connection to her. Mm. Um, I like that idea of the first stirrings. Yes. And we don't get to experience it so much here in Queensland, but... Um, for instance, my incredible aunt who lives in Eastbourne in England, she will send me photographs. She's an incredible photographer. 
and a bell ringer. Why not? Yeah. Um, and we don't get to experience when the ice is still on the ground or the snow is still on the ground and you mm-hmm. have green shoots mm-hmm. pushing through. Yeah. It's it's pretty rare here, but that idea, like you said, the promise yeah. of, of life and of new growth. And, and you can feel the sap like the, the sap starts to rise and yep. there's some there's a quickening in the land. I was just about to say yeah. there's a quickening, there's a feeling a feeling that things are building again. Mm. And the days lengthen. That's like it's like that's the that's the thing about Imolk and, and Lunasa is that well Lamas is that you can it's at the, the it's at those hinges that one can start to see either the lengthening of the mm. daylight and the the and the lengthening of the of the night, um, and it's not that it's still that you know at Imolk it's still that the dark hours actually outlast the day hours, yeah, um, but. You can feel and you can see signs Mm. very clearly of a a lengthening. I think that's the important part too because things, especially with how fast-paced things move, Mm. it can be hard to notice those changes Mm. and it's at these times that they are pretty distinct. Yes. Um, And that's when I feel it's most magical. When you get that that shiver, that breeze, that, yeah. Yeah. When I used to live, I I also know that August is when a lot of people um, get a lot of colds and flus and, and the Eka. Oh, Eka. So it's also the Eka time. Isn't it, right? That's (laughs) true. Yeah, so you want to explain Eka? I think people have... Oh, it's like exhibition, an agricultural, agricultural exhibition. It's like a fair, still, like a country fair. They still hold um, like an agricultural pagan rite at the RNA showgrounds that's they, part of the Eka. What do they do? Um, I'm, I don't know if it's a procession <laughs> or that they, they – there's something that's still done and it's yeah. about that part of the year. Oh, like like farmer's law thing. or something. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something – and I was like, that is just Super straight heathen. out pagan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of um, agricultural farmer stuff, I just realised that we just skipped right over acknowledgement of country. Oh. So we, we'll just stop ourselves Let's momentarily. Stop. And Brody Ann, it's... Because it was could. so beautiful with your description there. Um, we should have acknowledged country. I want to acknowledge the Yagara and Turrbal people and acknowledge the spirits of this place, West End, where we are so blessed to be able to sit tonight and to speak to everybody with the freedom that we have, which has been granted to us. A shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that makes me think about being a witch in this place. Like mm. one of the one of the things I recall from living in this um, this particular country, this particular Yagara and Turrbal country, I lived here between 06 and 012. Um, and then I moved to Gombenbury country, Yakumbe land, which is now called, well, some of it's called the Gold Coast now by some people. Um, but when I was living here around the first week of August, so around when I would observe the festival or the Feast of Imolk, I would always hear the kookaburra sing. Yes. That's one of my signs in this land. Yep. So it's like, let us not just read a book, right? And be like, oh, so there's going to be snow and there's no. going to be crocuses and snowdrops and yep. the lambs are going to start to, uh, the, the, sh- the ewes are going to start to lamb. And maybe actually, well, in places, in Australia where there are pastoral things going on and there are sheep, that is actually true in places like Melbourne and Tasmania and I think even like Stanthorpe in Queensland yeah, because of, of its microclimate. But um, in Brisbane, that ain't really the case. But what does happen, like I look at the land, right? There's We're observing the land. In the, in the Kookaburras. Birds, in the plants. Yep. Yeah, bird life, especially at Imolk. It's like bird season yep. because it's a little, the, 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 the again, it's the, 
the change of daylight hours and things are, yeah, things are waking and they're like... They get excited. And then the spring, like spring equinox in this, in Brisbane town is is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Like it's, you definitely want to be in Brisbane for a spring equinox. Yeah. Because it's not that hot that you have to like have an umbrella above your head, like at Beltane. (laughs) And for me too, we're we're approaching then um, like September, October is, you know, birthday time. And for me, that's when the jacarandas and things come out. Yeah. And exam time. Australia comes alive. Yeah. And everyone's like, fuck these exams. I'm done. (laughs) But anyway, that's kind of racing ahead of ourselves. Like, you know, in like, I always like to think about, okay, so what do I know? Or what do we know of what the Irish Celtic cultures and the Scottish were doing at their festival of Imolk? And, and what we, what we know they were doing is they were, um, especially in the kind of Christianized forms is that they were welcoming Bridget. Yeah. All, all these rites about welcoming Bridget into the fire to bless the home and the hearth. And often the, the woman of the household would do it. Yeah. Um, and there would, there would often be a bridey doll or a Bridget doll that would be um, placed um, in like a cradle in front of the hearth and she would be placed with a club. And I'm sure in some places this still goes on. And then in the morning, if there were club marks around the fire, it would be a sign that she'd come and um, blessed you. Yeah. And, and also, um, people believe like some people say that it means it comes from the from the old irish in the belly a more academic look at it is it comes from a word that means something like purification yes and it, and it is a time of purification yep and i often i often and it's also a time because it's a because it's the feast of of bridget or bridge um i often do ritual work and ceremony work around the three great Bridgets or the yes. three aspects of that great goddess. Yeah. So the smith, the healer, and the poet. Mm. And I, I am not a smith, um, but I do do healing work and I do work with poetry. Yeah. And I do have a great deal of... Um, like respect for people who keep and sustain like blacksmith arts and, and Bridget is a blacksmith. But, yeah. And I also know that um, as an initiate that I understand what it means to be hammer and anvil <laughs> i so can't wait to dive into all of that mythology and mm. um part of the um work that uh, my partner dame and i are mm. involved in in olden ways is is keeping those old arts and trades and skills alive and there really is nothing more magical and transformative and alch- alchemical mm-hmm. than watching iron being forged and i can mm. only imagine the first experience of seeing that done mm. and the relationship too between the blacksmith and also the midwife and mm-hmm. the iron and forge water mm-hmm. um and the flame of mm-hmm. course with bridget and, and, so, yeah, and the water yeah and thinking about making um a st bridget cross which you know isn't always traditionally done now the dolly yes but I was just thinking the last time I made one for my house, obviously we don't necessarily have corn or broom or, or anything that we, we would make it from. I use palm fronds because mm. we have a lot of palm trees yeah. in our yard and those palms fall and drop in our yard. There's nothing, you know, more Gotta teach me how to subtropical do that, than an Australian. Yeah, I want to learn how to make a cross with some, with some it's good. subtropical Some good palm. subtropical palm yeah. leaves. I made it work. We MacGyvered yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and the first time I did it, just because it was practical, it's all mm. I had to make one, I thought, well, that's kind of perfect, isn't it, for my house, yeah. for this place yeah, exactly. and for that time. And it's uh, nice to throw into into the fire. They burn lovely. And they smell They good. smell gorgeous. I love burning palm yeah. in fires. <laughs> Definitely have done that several times. Um, 
Lighting candles, definitely. Yes. Of course, we're going to have candle, yeah. can of candles. Yeah. We all love them. I mean, I first called it candle mass. Yeah. Like that was what... Was it your introduction to... That was what the book course. told me to call oh. it, you know. So like I first... The, the festivals I first knew as Lamas, Candlemas, like with the four kind of what we call the fire festivals, yeah. you know. Lamas, Candlemas. I did always call it Beltane and Hallamas. Yeah. Um, but, you know, books say different things and certainly there was a period... I know that in the... Um, in the earlier days of like Gardner, they actually, what they called them was things like August Eve, November Eve. Um, uh, uh, I I don't know if they called it February Eve, but I I remember seeing August Eve and November Eve in books and um, sometimes Candlemas. And because those are Christianized terms, Lamas and Candlemas, they're Christian holidays um, based on older British holidays, of course, or cognate holidays. But then there was this kind of Celtic revival um, again, because there's been several waves of Celtic (laughs) revival. And um, there was a desire, I guess, to be more authentic and to link link back to and link to the the pre-Christian things. And also the Celtic um, identity. And and that is still strong in the islands. And um, when I have been in in Britain and and, and, and Scotland and Ireland, um, as I am so fortunate to have been several times in this life, I've always been so enamored by the content, like the continuation of these folk customs, even in popular culture. And um, I just, I just think it's amazing. And I, and I just like, I was just going to say to you, Brody Ann, that wouldn't it be amazing if you and Damien could go to Ireland and like, just go for like to her flame, yeah, go to her film and flame and Kildare, but also like apprentice with an Irish blacksmith. Oh, and like absolutely. you could have your horse and cart out the front, and and Damien could just be in the in you know the, my plans in the um in the forge. Yep, that's a dream. I think um uh, traveling uh, to Ireland doing that. Uh, and the long tradition of um, blacksmithing and farrier work, mm, a traditional hot showing, which yeah. doesn't happen that much anymore. Um, also Japan, because mm-hmm. it's an incredible tradition of carpentering um, wow. and work there. But that's somewhere else we want to go to learn. And I want to immerse myself in oh, Shinto uh, Do it, beliefs. do it, do it now. Um, practice. Um, there's a few like that where those yeah. those cultures and, and traditions maintain. I wanted to ask when you, because I always um, was told to sort of light a candle and leave it in the window mm-hmm. at, at Imolk. Um, every time I do something like that, that for me is a sign to spirits. Mm-hmm. Did you find not just inviting Bridget into your home, but do you find that that, um, that time is one where you feel that that is inviting spirits in for this this rebirth? I do think it's a, um, I do, I, I know exactly. wayward and lost yeah, souls, you know I, what I mean? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I feel like that's more ancestral memory. Right. I don't think I've ever actually read that in a book. No, I and just I'm, feel I'm one of those people that kind of remembers references, but I just, I have like, yeah, as you said, like some of the earliest rituals that I would do at the, at, at Imok time would be making candles mm-hmm. and, and blessing candles I'd bought right. and sitting with cauldrons yeah. and, um, like cauldrons full of candles and just meditating in front of I them. I do love putting, yeah, yeah, at the very least putting a candle in the in the base of a dark cauldron. Yeah. yeah. Well, liter- well, yeah, literally that's amazing because of the spark the, coming the out of the dark yeah. room. Um, and literally at the Catholic fe- feast of Candlemas, because it's a Catholic feast, um, they bless all the candles. Right. That's what the that's what that's the priest the does. They bless all the candles. That's what the, that's why it's called Candlemas. Isn't that really interesting? Yeah. And also, it is believed to be Candlemas is also um a fe- like a, a festival. There's another festival, or maybe it is Candlemas, where they mark it 
where the Virgin Mary is now um, being purified um, of the birth of Jesus Christ. Oh, because she which, needs that. Which is, which is like Jewish rabbinical law, right? Um, <laughs> and I mean, so many cultures have that, that, the, yeah. that I, mean, not, I do not agree, but that the mother is, um, I guess, uh, impure or polluted. Yeah. yeah, polluted or something, which mm-hmm. is really strange. It's like... In Bali, we have a concept called Sabel, which is magically vulnerable. Yes. So certainly that makes sense. it is identified that when you're either at the gate of birth or the gate of death, you, you are Sabel, yeah. which is not so much considered to be magically or spiritually impure, but it's vulnerable. Vulnerable. And so a, so a woman who has just given birth is is vulnerable. That is what, like, that, again, that would say... To, like, uh, psychic a, attack. A, a, um, Abrahamic faith-wise... 40 days and 40 nights I've heard that as well that a well, woman will be kept within a house yeah. and served and taken care of by yeah. others because she's not allowed to leave that space yeah. same with all of the things well, that's that are the done thing for about children the virgin so it's apparently right. apparently 40 days I'm sure this is true, but 40 days from the birth of Christ at Christmas to mm. um, the 2nd of February to the fe- to the feast of to the feast of Imolk. Yes, I'm, I'm quite sure that's that true. makes sense. Yeah, and we're um, making this up. That's no, fine. no, I'm quite sure it's true. <laughs> but yeah, please tell us if we're wrong. Yeah, and <laughs> and and there's this idea of purifying, purifying, and again, one of my like one of the core parts of my witchcraft is not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And so a lot of the, um, some of that Christian iconography does become or is part of my um, stuff. So often at Imolk, I will have um, icons of the Virgin and um, a lot of candles around her. And also sometimes icons of the Virgin with the, with those blue cloaks over her Mm -hmm. become very obviously St. Bridget and her blue mantle. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And some, you know, and, and certainly there's a a lot about that. I'm wondering Brody Ann, um, could you tell us about like an experience you've had with Bridget Mm. or just even not necessarily an experience, but like, how is she with you? I went to say it. Then I laugh. So I'll say it because that's what she'd like. Burley. She bosses me around. She'll run me over like a good, um, a good Irish mum would. And I, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Mm. She tends to pick me up and dust my behind off and then (laughs) kick me on my way. And that's good. Um, but with so much love and compassion, I do feel like it's interesting. You just made that um, comparison between her and, um, the Virgin Mary, because I do feel, um, aspects of that motherly, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Warmth, mm-hmm. and that's not just because she's made of fire, but um, because she includes you in that. There's a reverent reverence for the feminine, mm-hmm. but with a strength that I admire. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. And with her Such being a, a forge goddess, mm-hmm. and and I think of her in the same ilk as I would Boudicca or, or any sure. of those um, shield maidens. Yeah, uh, Celtic, yeah, warrior women. So she appears like that to me. Mm. Yeah, and she mm. watches over my home and watches over the forge, which is where most of our work happens, or like in the workshop and things yeah. like that. So offerings are made to her in that space too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just think she's wonderful. Like I <laughs> fucking love her. I just fucking love her. And you know, I I call her Saint Bridget. I call her Bridget. I call her Breed. I you know, to me, they're all the same mystery that I'm invoking when I name her. Breedy, Brady, Brody. Ah, there you go. Yeah, when I was in, um, I've never been to Kildare, which um, comes from Kildara, which is like the Church of Oak. Um, But I know, you know, I know bits and pieces about the lore of that and the 19 um, priestesses or nuns who Mm. are with her. Maintain the flame. Yeah, maintain the flame. 
of 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 Bridget, and it's and also in in like Catholic folklore, it is believed that Saint Bridget um, was one of the only women who was ever made into a bishop. I heard that too. Yeah, and she and just all these, and there's also a story about her offering um, herbs and aid to a woman who needed to um, ha- have, an, have abortion. an abortion, which makes her a, a very. Um Powerful and potent figure for our time. Yeah. Interesting Catholic <laughs> saint, that one. <laughs> and there are so many. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens when you pinch them all from us. Yes. That's <laughs> what happens when the the, pe- the spirits of the people, you know, because that's what I often think that's what saints are. I think they so. are the spirits of the people. And um, some of them happen to have also been deities and or the mighty dead. Um, and they become sainted and then we can just carry on. <laughs> without drawing too much attention to ourselves. <laughs> These days it's very different. And I do think it's important to revive the veneration of pre-Abrahamic and pre-Christian Absolutely. deities. And it really is, you know, um, actually doing it. Actually, if if it's the difference between doing nothing and taking two minutes to sit, mm-hmm. to to whisper a word, mm-hmm. to say that name yeah. again, to say it to someone else, yeah. to light a candle um, to pour waters. Sure. This is important work. Um, Before I forget, I think it was episode three. Yes. I I was just thinking we were talking about, which we want to get onto sidewalk sorcery Mm -hmm. before we go today. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the use of Australian coins Mm -hmm. in magic, because we always tend to go to, I, I do in particular American money and American coins, because what I'm familiar with in hoodoo, uh, and English coins. I also have um, some ancient Greek ones, but that's beside the point. We were talking about the $2 coin Mm -hmm. and I was horrified that we had no idea who the Aboriginal elder was Mm -hmm. who was on the coin. Now, I don't want to butcher his name, but I will. Um, And respectfully, this is the name of a deceased Indigenous person. Uh, Goya Yungari is his name, as I'm butchering it, I'm sorry. And he was one of the only survivors of the last recognised massacre, um, which, you know, there are a lot. Uh, 1928 Coniston Massacre in Central Australia. Mm. So it even says here, you know, almost every Australian has looked at it and wondered who he was. Not Mm. many people know who he is. Um, Yeah, it's inspired by a drawing um, that was done in 1988 and his face has been on there ever since. I'd love to learn more about him, but at least we'll say his name in this place. Um, if anyone else has any more information about him or can help me pronounce his name correctly with respect, mm. I would love that um, because I couldn't believe that we didn't know more about it. Yeah. What is remembered lives. That's right. So Sidewalk Sorcery, this this episode, I just wanted to throw out the idea of shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we find shoes on the sidewalk. If you found shoes. Also, the folklore of, you know, when you tie two shoes together and you throw them over. Yeah, tell me about that. I've heard so many urban legends. Well, I've heard that. urban legends too, right? So is it not meant to sort of mark places where uh, good things happen or bad things happen? Is it not like a warning that's gone out? You know, I've heard all kinds of things. I've heard that it's a drug deal, yeah. like a place to get drugs. Yeah. But, it, but that... Doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Because everyone knows that, quote unquote. (laughs) So it's not (laughs) including the police. Yeah, it's not very subtle. No. Um, But 
shoes are found a lot in folk magic, obviously. We yeah. find them um, interred in walls. Yes. They're used in protective magic. Obviously, it's such an intimate object. People use turns of phrase such as to walk in someone else's shoe. Mm-hmm. So to experience what it is to be in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. is literally their energy. Yeah. Um, shoe magic is involved in... in uh, I mean, across the board, yeah. all sorts of traditions and practices yep. talk about the use of shoes. Mm-hmm. If you were to find one shoe on the side of the road, again, this is going to be situational, isn't it? So if you found it out the front of perhaps the intended person that you were doing spell work on, you are a very lucky duck. Essentially, you've just gotten, <laughs> you may as well have gotten their underpants or their toothbrush, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I have gotten toothbrushes before. That's oh, a very, yeah. Yes. <laughs> But it's getting someone's shoe, let alone their, you know, foot track, but then actually owning their shoe, what would you use a shoe for? Well, you know, I guess it's like, as you just kind of like inferred, it's like the one of the supreme object links. Um, but, and I guess I would have a lot of questions. I would be like, well, is it the left shoe? Is it the right shoe? Because that would begin Ooh. to layer other things for meaning, meaning for me. Of course. Is it, you know, like, oh, I have two left feet. Like yeah. if it was a left, if it was a left shoe, I would go get another left shoe. Ah, you know, if if you know, and tie them together. Sure, if Ooh. I wanted that person in particular to keep tripping up. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, I will say I usually don't. I, I, I really only curse it like if it's a very serious <laughs> matter. So I'm not just going to randomly do I'm that. I think you're terrible to a shoe on the side yeah. of the street. But I guess I would like wonder. I would wonder at the color. Like I often think, like I, I do a lot of magic through color. So like, is it a black shoe? Is it a white shoe? Is it a green shoe? Is, is it, it a blue a business shoe? shoe? Yes. Then then there's then there's utilitarianism is as well. Is it a running shoe? Is it a health? I guess what I would do, like I would feel, I would drop in to my fetch about it as well, and I would just feel it for a moment, feel if it was for me to p- pick up or not, as per usual. And then if it was, I would take it. And I would probably keep it outside of my house for some time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just bring it over the threshold. I always leave things. Outside. <laughs> yeah, and our partners and lovers are yeah. like, "What the fuck? Did you leave something behind the bin again?" I'm like, "Yeah, yep, don't touch don't it." Touch it. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I would just like I would leave it there for some time to evaluate what was really going on, mm-hmm. actually, and then I would wait for dreams and omens. Yep. Um, but that's all to the side. See, I'm nasty. I'm like, you should fill that Bessie with concrete. Ah. Drop it off a jetty. But to what end? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was just me going to a, a special place. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. filling it, also um, writing symbols on it, wearing it myself, which is kind of icky. But if I was to want to... Is this if you knew the person? No. Is this all banking on if you knew who no. she was? Oh, yes, as in this is this is the shoe of someone that I want to Oh, okay, I was like, because yeah. in my mind, I'm, was just, a stranger, in my like, mind yeah. I'm just like finding a shoe. No, okay. well, yeah, it, but if it was outside someone's place or you knew it was the shoe of an intended, but if you found it and it was just a random shoe, um, perhaps that idea of it becoming something that you could use to... Uh, glean a different perspective. Like we were just saying, like walking in yeah, someone else's totally. shoes without actually putting like, your foot like in Like holding, <laughs> like, yeah, like holding it and meditating yeah. and like opening to insight. Yeah. Hmm. Could be a way of doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also just thinking about like the, the clickety clack, you know, how so many people talk about, especially with like ghosts and spirits. I heard them walking down the hallway. Yeah. Like you could re- you could probably use it in order to also call up like 
Again, I'm always I'm always at the crossroads. If I <laughs> if I found a black left shoe at a crossroads, oh, I'd be like, I would use it you, to call up spirits. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Or to and tap I would, or and I would, with. exactly, I, yeah. and I would wear it on my hand to do that inverse thing. I like that. You know, so in the same way that we turn witticians to go into fairy, yeah. or would, turn your clothes inside into, out, turn inside inside out to avoid going yeah. into fairy. <laughs> but yeah, like. Um, I would put my probably my left hand in it. I'd whack it and I'd use it. You know, if it was a black shoe found at a crossroads, to to call up spirits. Yeah, that's exactly how I'd use it. But again, you you know, if I if I knew so if I knew the person whose shoe it was, um, and I and and I and they were doing really fucked up malicious things, and I wanted to you know I wanted to stop them. Would you hammer it to the floor? Oh my god! If you nailed it in place, it'd be like yes. Peter Pan, like tapping someone's shadow yes. into the ground. Yes. Ooh, shivers. Ooh, yeah, that made me that, feel yeah. good too. Ooh. All right, that's out in the world now. There you go. You're welcome, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but that is an idea that you could use. Yeah. Similar to, um, I guess, that idea of sort of a freezer spell or putting a hold on someone. It could be to mm. tie that shoe down. Mm. Or, you know, if you wrote, the, even if it was just a random shoe, which mm. is kind of good because it has no connection to you or to the other person, and you wrote the intended person's name on it and then you use that shoe as a prop that you nailed down to stop them from getting away or yeah, like a, to stop like them a from rapist. getting ahead. Like, an, like a rapist who hasn't been like caught. Convicted. Yeah. yeah. Something like that could be interesting. Yes. Yeah. In essential information, really. <laughs> um, often, like also with shoes, like often when I'm getting people to um, um, kind of eke out the magic more. I often um, get people to, um, with specific sigils and runes, to trace them on the inside of the um, the soles mm. and to walk around. I love that. So, because uh, it's one of my favourite things to, to, yeah. to kind of offer to someone. It's like, you know, this rune, this sigil, I want you to walk on it a yeah. lot. Like just walk and walk and walk in the same way that we might have like a mojo bag or a, bag or a charm bag in one's bag or yeah. in one's pocket. I'll often put someone under the under the boot under the shoe oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. A, in a negative way yeah. put them inside but definitely blessing mm, yeah. um creating my own sigils of prosperity Absolutely. Or and to walk to walk, walk all over the city or the oh, town yeah. or, the, or the land with it yeah and it's like every step and 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 it's like one of those things where you suddenly remember and like halfway through a day you're like oh that's right that sigil's in there and then the consciousness feeds back in and you can send another prayer another blessing through it yeah absolutely there's so what i love about witchcraft and sorcery is it's so versatile yes you know and it really depends on the the feeling the flavor the moment the place the time mm. that's it as well i think that's why um, the sidewalk sorcery thing is so interesting because mm. it all depends on the time of day, where it is, time in relation year. to other people, yeah. uh, other signs and symbols that happen around the discovery exactly. of said object. Exactly. You know, if there's three crows hopping around <laughs> it, you might want to, you know, deviate. If there's a random there's a murder. ice cream bucket <laughs> next to it. It might not be the best idea. Maybe we'll jog on and try again. <laughs> But yeah, it just reminds me of that one of my friends Jonah, who now lives who, who 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 now lives in London. He, I remember him at a workshop of mine. He was just saying, "God, sometimes being a witch is." I think I've said this on an episode before, but God, sometimes being a witch is so frustrating. We take everything so seriously. Everything, <laughs> everything's an omen. I'm like, yeah, and even I, like, some I I live with three other witches, oh. and occasionally someone will go take a photo of something they've seen on a wall. <laughs> 
and we'll all just like laugh because it's like we are so random it's just a thing it is but this is the thing everything is just a thing and sometimes the um the layers of relationality are just so strong that that thing is particular but we always get it when yeah. you show it to other people, like, oh my, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes someone says something <laughs> and I'm like, or, say, or says, oh, I just heard this or did this. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a story I heard Billy Connolly tell once where he'd gone back home. I think he was Glasgow and he'd gone to visit. I think these lovely people let him into the old flat where he'd grown up as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, late 20s, early 30s and you know, probably had a, had a couple of drinks and he was, you know, coming down or whatever the next day, looked out the bathroom window and he saw the block of flats that he'd grown up in Whoa. fall to the ground. Oh, and he shit. was just like, holy fuck, it's fucking cosmic. I'm in so much trouble. Oh, I just think anyone in that situation would lose their mind. Like, of us. Yeah, of course. You'd be like, oh, well, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's fucked. <laughs> it's got to mean something, man. You know what pisses me off? Like, I'm going to go here. When when people say, everything happens for a reason, mm. I just want to punch them. <laughs> <laughs> I re- Because it's, in a, it's an irrelevant piece of information. Mm. Like, it's irrelevant to me. Like, I, just, I, I, I go, cool. Thank you. Either, either thank you, Captain Obvious. Yes, everything <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I don't place that much emphasis in that as a proverb or do you a think saying. Because we're so. Sometimes I do feel we're very blessed, and I feel you know not closed off in a Jaded. bad way. <laughs> oh yes, every day, darling. But like where we we are surrounding ourselves by other like minded folks yeah, a lot, yeah, very yeah, magical yeah. folks. Where that is normal and often I find people who are blown away by those synchronicities or weird things that perhaps brought them to a reading or brought them into a collector or chrysalis it is blowing their mind and it might be the first time they've thought about the fact that That things run synchronously yeah Maybe, you know, maybe, and you I'm have to confirm mean. that for him. No, look, that was that's all you're getting. That's me being nice. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just think it's like lazy. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I, I get. That. You know, I, I go. It's, mm, it is obvious. It's it'd so... be like stating that to a quantum physicist. Y- yeah, it'd be kind of. I guess so. I guess like I just this. think it's a little bit glib. <laughs> and I can be glib, but I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating language and the choices we make and the things that frustrate us about what other people say. <sighs> it could also be the end of a long day of readings oh, for you again. I know. <laughs> so this is episode six. I can't believe it. Here we are, episode six at the very end of July, just before Imol. We hope you've been enjoying the episodes. Thank you so much for all the feedback. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying our intro and outro music, which we love. Yes, we love it so much. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, I guess I want to take this time to sign off. Yes. 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 Thank you so this much. This has been a shorter and a sweeter episode. I think so. Mixed with sass. <laughs> As per usual, we hope we hope you've had your spoonful of sass. Oh, I love it. We hope you like enjoyed it. And you have a beautiful fortnight till we speak to you again. Yay! <laughs> Bye-bye. That lay beneath the wolf sky Without the dark clouds falling And a roman apparition And with the thunder rolling Our how preceded the storm We lay beneath the wolf sky We lay 
This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky.